We've got some fresh Hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. You're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. And we spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more how to turn that content into profit, go to contentsprofit.com. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go visit right now. And also, please go to Facebook, search for Content is Profit, and join Ooh, the group because at the moment right. that you're listening right now, it's already out and popping. We are going. Fonzie, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the inside look at the capitalist pigs, universe, and mine. Ooh, baby. Interesting. Interesting. Do you like that headline? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, am I, is my headline game better? It. Uh, kind of yeah, debatable. We'll let the public decide. Please let me know. Let, let us know. Send us a DM. Is my brother's uh, headline <laughs> game getting better? Also, do we have a sponsor today? Oh man, thank you. Glad you asked, man. And we do. Is your one and only the Beast Bros, guys? Thank you so much. Yes, and we're bringing content momentum to you. So if you have a long form piece of content like the video that you are watching right now or listening to, and you want to amplify your message. Bring it to us, send it to us, and we'll be able to create amazing value-packed assets that you can send through the interwebs like those little minions and amplify your message. Did I do it right? Did I nail that, it? That was pretty good. That was oh, pretty let's good. Go. Where do they go if they want to be a part of this incredible team? Very easy PC guys. Just slide into our DMs on social media at Beast Bros Co. everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Yes, that's Everywhere. where you go. Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Guys, go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at Bizroscola, like I just told you. So you don't miss any of the episodes. <laughs> I got this right. I need I, some air. I, I, I need some air. I, I needed to change the flow to see what happened. Uh, I, I mean, for I, those I, that are listening continuously, I usually do the sponsorship. I just nailed it. Part, I just so nailed it. That was pretty good. Good job. Fist right. bump. Let's Guys. Go. Or only ask for you besides going and join our Facebook group, Content is Profit, is to please share this message with somebody that you think and know this message will, you know, create some sort of impact in their life. That's right. And since we're looking to grow the podcast as well, please go and leave a five-star review. Just take two minutes, yeah. leave a review. We would love you forever. And, forever if, and if, if it's some constructive criticism, leave it too. We are always ready to learn some more, guys. Yeah. One of the things we wish we would realize earlier was the power of teamwork. We often find ourselves working on the same tasks, jumping on the same calls, pretty much doing everything together. But a lot has changed thanks to today's guest and his epic team. That's right. We met at Steve Larson's event. He was actually one of the brains, the masterminds behind the entire operation that brought 700 people into one room. That was, that was pretty cool. It was some of the, mo the, the coolest 700 people that are on earth, probably. Let me tell you, that's no rookie move. In fact, he is full of pro level achievements. Oh, yeah. He's actually sold his first business when he was in college. Epic. And now he's a piece of the business of one of the biggest marketers in the online world. Oh. Let me rephrase. He's a key piece. He's a key he, piece. Maybe what the did I say? key piece. The, like, the. The. With yeah. T-H-E in, in, you know, in caps. caps. Okay, caps. good, good, good. Oh, not to mention, the most pro-level achievement of all is he got, you know, beat... He's never got beat on an arm wrestling match until after high school. I just had to read that twice. Yeah, because yeah. it's pretty epic. Uh, that that is. We should challenge him to. We need to. Yeah. yeah, we need to talk more about that. <laughs> and definitely next time we see him, we're gonna challenge him on an arm wrestling match. Ooh, it's yeah. definitely gonna be the two of you, the, the two of us at the same time <laughs> against him. Right. Um, but you know, <laughs> please welcome incredible entrepreneur, fantastic husband and father, and. Boise's favorite arm wrestler, Colton Woods. Yeah, what's up, guys? Dude, I'm so stoked to be on here. That's what's up, Colton? <laughs> man, I, I just want to put this out there. You know, we just crushed that intro, man. I, I, I think, you yes. know, we, we did, right? I hope so. It's going to pat our backs. Yeah, we got to pat our own, our own backs sometimes. Dude, Colton, we're honored and excited that, that you're here with us in, in the show, man. You guys... You're a big part of this, man. You are a big part of why this is happening, uh, why we've been able to, you know, grow, not just personally, but the, on the business side as well. So we just want to say thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, a big, big old thank you. <laughs> Dude, I'm so glad I was able to be a part of it. Like you guys told me a little bit about a couple of weeks ago, your story. And I was like, man, I didn't realize like <laughs> that was like as much of an impact on you guys or 
with what you're doing now. So I, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> to be part of it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that event, Colton, where we met you, that we will never forget that moment in our life. Like there was so many feelings inside of us that day, <laughs> those few days, because the event was a, a few days long and we will never forget mm -hmm. it. You know, like I, I'm going to be honest, like the first time I saw Steve, I was like, oh, like I, I just saw it. I just thought it was Steve. Right. And honestly, like it wasn't until that event that, you know, we met you, we met Austin at, at the moment, it wasn't the team too, that I was like, the importance of the team, how important it is, right? Like each of you have your own specific roles and each of you brings so much value into the entire equation. So I just wanted to say thank you because again, those days we will never forget and we will <laughs> yeah. always speak about those days and, for and sure. We'll, we'll share that story on and, and you know how bad our sweaty pits were at the time because of the nerves <laughs> of making that decision in just a bit. But before that, dude, Colton, like... We want to learn about you, your story, like where mm -hmm. you coming from, you know, because when I first saw you, you were like that, that peaceful guy that controlled the entire room and the whole process. And I'm like, and when I was like super nervous, they're like, just go find Colton, man. Like, he's going to make you feel better. And, you know, <laughs> I, I know there's a story of like how you got to that point, too, and how you are being today very successful at what you do. So I would love to learn a little bit more. And uh, I'm sure the audience would love to learn a little bit more about that, too. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. I can dive into that a little bit. Um, it's, you know, it's an interesting journey and I feel like it always kind of just builds on itself. And I know you guys know that and you've seen that. <laughs> I'm sure you're like looking back like, oh man, like if we wouldn't have done that, we probably wouldn't be here where we're at now. Yeah. Totally happens. But the, the key is to just, I just did stuff and just <laughs> went for things and made things happen. And then like, things open up for you, which is pretty cool. Um, so back in college, like you mentioned, I sold my first business back in college. Um, funny enough, that's really like the only one I've ever sold, but it sounds cool. You know? Yes. <laughs> um, funny. Uh, so when I was in college, all I ever wanted to do was own a business. Really? Like I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I thought it was going to be super cool. Um, and so I went into to business management, emphasizing entrepreneurship. Funny enough, the number one question I got asked when people asked me like what I was uh, emphasizing in college, they're like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, I'm going in for entrepreneurship. So I want to like, want to own my own business, you know? Mm. And everybody would look at me with like this look of like, you want to do what? Like, are you crazy? <laughs> and then they would ask me, they're like, why would you want to do that? Don't you know that like 90 some percent of businesses fail? Mm. And I was like, yeah. At first, it really like it hit me. I was like, crap, man, I'm going into like a, a failing area, you know. And uh, after a while, it hit me and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I would rather be at the top of that failing business than you working for the business that's going to fail. And I remember I'm like, you're going to work for that business. You're going to work for a business. It doesn't matter where you're at. Mm. And <laughs> the lights that I would I would see go off in people's head then was just like priceless because then they're like, <laughs> oh, crap, like, that's so true. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. But uh, people would always ask me what I want to do. I wanted to own a business. I think it was like the second semester in college. Um, I decided to take a business class. It was like, you're going to start an online business, you know? And yeah. I was so stoked for it. Like, <laughs> this is my first business class. I'm so excited. And I get there and it was like, yeah, we'll like figure something out and just kind of <laughs> make it easy. And like, it'll be okay. You know, you guys won't really have to like start anything crazy. And I was like, what? Like, are you kidding me? Like, I want to start something. Let's do it. Send me the crazy. And, uh, <laughs> right? Like, like, let's go for it. Um, funny enough, I happened to get a teacher that owned his own business. And it was his first, like, semester teaching it. Yeah. And so I got really lucky to be in there with him because he's like, no, I actually want you guys to do something. Most other teachers awesome. don't really, like, care. But I want you to actually do something. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out what to do. And I was racking my brain on all these ideas. And I had... I. I always have ideas and I'm like, yeah, I can do this, you know, I'm like in that, but I need yeah. like $10 million to start it. You know, so mm -hmm. I probably shouldn't do that in college because I don't have any money. Yeah. So I remember I was walking down the campus just on a sidewalk and I pulled out my phone and it was kind of those times when like you pull out your phone, but like throw it at the same time. So like, you're like, we're trying to pull it out, but it like caught somehow and just like flies through the air. Yeah, like like extra tight pants and that, that type of thing. You got extra tight pants and then you pull it out with too much force, not enough yeah. grip, and it just like 
and then you see everything in slow motion for like no (laughs) it was totally that and back then the iphone 4 was the thing and that's what i had and it's just solid glass on both sides so like you drop and i didn't have a case on it i was yeah not too smart on that um so i pull it out in like slow motion watch it just fly through the air and it just smashes on the mm. concrete and just slides. It just keeps going. Like it's a slow it's motion too, probably. Yeah. Just oh. <laughs> yeah. Everybody around you is like, oh. Yeah. And I don't know why, but it always lands facing down. So you cannot see the damage until you pick it up. I honestly think yeah. that's by design by those companies. It's like, you know, like those cats that just like turn around and always land on their feet while the phones just turn around and land on their freaking screen. Yeah, it makes it, the, it, it makes it more emotional, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was totally it. Like I walk up and I'm like, there's no way this is not messed up. And I pick yeah. it up and sure enough, it is just like white. Like it's mm. so broken that I can't even like see through uh. it. <laughs> it was bad. And me being a poor college student, I'm like, well, I don't want to pay somebody a ton of money to fix this. So I'm going to figure it out on my own. And I'm like, I'm smart ish. Maybe <laughs> so maybe I can figure this out. Um, so I, I, I go and I search a couple things. I figured out, I buy a part off of like eBay and it comes in the mail and I'm all excited. And I, I get it together and I actually worked like actually fixed it. You know, I'm like, this is cool. <laughs> and it was like the day before we had to submit the idea. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start a phone repair business. just for the heck of it like it's fun i enjoyed it it was way cool it was like a cool little puzzle to like figure out how it worked yeah um so i'm like i'm gonna start this you know and we had to like prove that we did something and so i actually ran an ad for like 50 bucks saying hey you know i can i can fix your smartphone for like 10 bucks off like here's a coupon (laughs) like i i didn't know marketing at all back then (laughs) i was like 10 bucks off today come in yeah and uh i think i bought like like three or four different screens. So I had something on hand that was like the most popular stuff. Yeah. You know, back then there weren't that many options for phones. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, one, I think I had three people respond Yeah. and we're like, yeah, I'd love to get my phone fixed. And one guy brought in like three devices. I was like, dang dude, like you got some, okay. Like you got some problems breaking all your stuff. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up fixing it. And it was like the, it was like, I fixed his iPhone 4S. I remember it. And uh, it was a little bit different than the four. And I kind of forgot what was different, but I fixed it in front of him. So I was like sweating bullets the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I've totally done this. I don't know. Like, let's, yeah. I'm like just praying that it works. Yeah. And sure enough, I get it back together. And it works. It took me way longer than it should have because you know, he's talking and I'm like sweating. And <laughs> I, get, I give it back to him and I'm like, holy cow, like, okay, yeah, I got it to work. Here you go, dude. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I'll bring over the other ones later. So he brought them over later. I made like 500 bucks off of that, like one message, wow. you know? Wow. I'm just like, this is kind of cool. Like, okay, I, th- I could do this. Hmm. Uh, fast forward a year later, uh, I meet up with the guy. We end up starting like opening a brick and mortar store. Wow. Um, in, in our college town. And I just got people coming in every day, just all day, every day. Like we're just fixing phones. And after a couple of years, it was like a guy came in and said, Hey, we're going to, we want to buy you out and have you start working with us. And we ended up doing my business. I didn't want to do it at first. But my business partner did. Yeah. And because we were like 50, 50 on it. Um, I'm like, well, I guess we got to. So we <laughs> did. And it was a really good learning experience. I, uh, Definitely learned more from that experience than yeah, just going to college and stuff. But it was a good wow. time. So that's kind of how I got started in business. And that's about the time I met Steve Larson because um, yeah. we went to the same college, actually. Okay. And he wow. was a killer. He was doing stuff. I was talking about stuff. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we ended up getting together after I sold it and trying some online stuff, which was wow. like our first funnel ever built way uh, back in the day. Colton, you have no idea how relatable that story is, first off, because, you know, uh, at some level, I think every entrepreneur or, you know, everybody that goes through college and those classes can't definitely relate. Like to me, like mm-hmm. same thing, like I went through through business school, like I honestly don't know how I graduated because 
I don't remember <laughs> anything there, but my most impactful classes there were like the entrepreneurship side of things where like you actually have to take action and do something, right? Like, and we work with some local businesses and that was the thing that planted the seed to then go out and execute, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, we share the story where we started as a vinyl sticker company with our roommate, right? And then two weeks after that, we upgraded to making t-shirts, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> we didn't sell that company. Exactly. We but it was a good learning experience. But it was a really good <laughs> yeah. learning experience. And, and I think we cool. learned more through that, not only like on the operation side of things, but internally, like how do we, like what do we enjoy doing? Like, right, like I'm, I would never, ever, ever do again uh, the squeegee thing for a t-shirt. Like uh, at that point, we're like, we're never going to be doing making t-shirts again. Today, the opportunity opportunity presented to her, like mm, that might be full circle and we go back to that. <laughs> but yeah. but we learned so many important lessons through that. And then every other business opportunity that we had right after that, that led us to this point, right? Like, yeah. and, and I think uh nothing nothing beats that and you know the your story on how the phone just like flies over and then you identify a problem in that second and you're like huh i can fix this and then executing with a guy right in front of you is like you know for those doing online stuff is like literally creating your product or doing your launch right yeah. in front of them right there's yeah. so many relatable aspects here and and very amazing lessons yeah. that I, you share through this yeah i think that's a great lesson from your story which is you know So oftentimes the business that you're looking to start is to solve that problem that you solve for yourself, right? Like you got that expertise at that point. You're like, okay, I've done it. I solved it for myself. I'm sure some <laughs> other people out there, you know, have that same problem for you was, huh? I'm guessing some other people have the tighter pants too. <laughs> and, you know, and they, and they pull out their, their, their phone out of their pockets with too much force type of problem. And then they break their screens. So, you know, I, yeah. it, it is very interesting because a lot of people, I feel when they come, you know, turning this into the online space, they are pretty much like asking themselves all the time, what should I do? What should I do? What, you know, why should I build my, my business? And it's like, Well, what problems have you solved for yourself, right? Yeah. And probably you can go and find a group of people that you can solve that same exact problem, right? Now, whether that problem is one that you can monetize in, in different ways or a lot, right? That is a, a different question. But I think it's, it's pretty important that you went with something that you did and solved for yourself. Now, you said you had a lot of ideas and that you still do. And I'm pretty curious How do you prioritize those? Because in this world where, in the online marketing world specifically, where the shiny object syndrome is very, very real and there's opportunities presenting left and right all this all the time, you know, people tend to get distracted and they tend yeah. to, oh, maybe this that I'm doing has, you know, it's not working because it hasn't given me any results quick, quick enough. So let me try something else. I have this other idea. How do you prior prioritize those ideas Or do you even take them in, into consideration at times? No, yeah, we totally do. Um, <clears throat> we take them into consideration, but that's the part where, I mean, back in college, I remember there's, I, uh, I was like, oh, what if I start taking all the oil from all of the fast food places and make biodiesel out of it? Like, I don't know why I got that <laughs> idea, but I was like, let's go for it, you know? And then I had a, I had a, a friend that was a farmer. And I was like, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? And he's like, I would never buy it. And I'm like, oh, how come, you know? <laughs> and he's like, I did it once or somebody did it to us once, but it, it ruined all our tractors because it's too cold in this area. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's a really good point. Like I had no idea. Yeah. But what's the key to with that is like, okay, this idea. Now I had tons of them back then. And I feel like we kind of evolve as we go on. Um, you start with some basics, some some easier ones, you know, but they're usually more time consuming. Yeah. Um, which is cool. That's fine. If you're getting started, go for it. because you'll learn like, ah, I don't really want to do all this time consuming yeah. stuff that I don't really enjoy it. Then you hire somebody out for it or you just pivot and do something different. But for us, we have, I mean, Steve is like an idea generator. Like he can <laughs> yeah. seriously like come up with ideas all day long, every day. It's, yeah. it's, It's awesome. And some of us just have that, you know, it's totally cool. Um, others, it may feel like it's harder, but for, you know, Steve and I, yeah, we, we just come up with ideas. But what's cool is we, if you know Alex Sharfin, he talks about black ops. Um, <clears throat> no black ops. Like, does it, does it, 
take away from what you're doing right now? Is it a completely different project or separate project that's going to take you away from what you're focusing on right now? Yeah. That's called a black op. Like don't, we don't do black ops because it's too much of a side tangent. Now mm -hmm. you can build them into your next quarterly planning. So we do quarterly kind of planning, whatever it may be. But when you come together for the next quarterly planning, you say, okay, guys, this is what I, this is some I, an idea I had. Does it fit in with what we're doing? And sometimes it may be like, well, yeah, it kind of does. Um, but it might pull away too many resources from this area in order to do it. And so we just kind of talk back and forth and figure it out like, okay, well, maybe it's not going to pull that many resources away from it that we're thinking. So like, yeah, let's maybe, let's maybe go with it. And is it going to help build the business up farther? Is it going to add value to the bottom area? Yeah. And does it attach with everything else that we're already doing? So we totally do go through that. And like, mm -hmm. but what's cool is like most, I see this all the time. People are like, Oh, I have this great idea. They get started on it and they go for it for a little bit. And they're like, oh, I didn't work. Like I'm whatever I'm done. I'm gone. Well, honestly, I think any idea could technically work Yeah. if you make it, if you go with it long enough and mm. understand how to get it into people's heads. But some ideas are going to be harder to get to people than others. Yeah. And that's totally fine. But technically, you could almost get it to work. It's just whether or not you understand how to get it to work. <clears throat> yeah. I and people see that failure as like, it's just, I failed. I'm. I'm bad at this or whatever yeah. it is. Failures are the best learning freaking experiences out there. Like I love it. I love failures because without failures, I would not be where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. Honestly, without all those failures of like, Hey, I tried this and I sucked it up or like I completely, it completely failed. Like put all this money into it and nothing. Well, yeah. now I know like that's not, I shouldn't go that route again with different things. Yeah. I've learned from that. So guys, I, I see too many people just quit. They're like, it didn't work. Like, I'm not good at this. Like I'm done. I'm like, no, it's great. Like, keep going. Like, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. That, that's definitely a, a mindset shift that that takes. And it took us a while to recognize that too, right? That is more like now we, we say failures are samples, right? It's like, Ooh, like what sample did we gather here? What is it that we're going to use it for on, on the next experiment? Right. And, but it, it is important why you were you talking about like longevity in the game. I think it is, it definitely plays a huge role that most people don't understand. I don't know if it is a culture that we live in now, but everybody wants the, the quick win, right? Like what is the, the tactic to make a million dollars in seven days? It's like, bro, the tactic is to study and work hard for five years and then launch that campaign in seven days that will make you <laughs> the, that seven figure business, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like there's no such thing as that overnight success. It's just hard work for a long period of time and smart work. Like you said, right? There are ways where you can put these ideas into people's head and they'll relate to it and it'll be easier to sell than other ideas. And that's, of course, that is part of the beauty of, of marketing and, and, you know, what you and Steve do on, on your side, which is, it's amazing. I have a few questions, but I feel my brother here is like, has a few questions of himself too. Not, not really a question. I, I, I think a, a comment on what you said on, on the ideas and how to take them to execution, right? And, and tying it down to the failure side of things, right? Like we, so here, here's a story, like when we first started our first 45 Live and, you know, I, I'm talking about 45 Live because today we're actually opening up the group for the first time ever. Uh, and we have actually 50 people, as in right now, that want to take this journey with us, which we feel is very uh, motivating. And at the same time, we're kind of a little bit freaking out here because uh, that is like we've never like ran and I'm going to be completely super transparent. And everybody that's in that group knows this. This is the first time that we opened something up like that for so many people. Right. Like we always did the 45 Live internally. Yeah, we're, we're launching ugly, literally. Yeah. And, and we're Re so, ready, fire, aim, ready, fire, aim, baby. Let's go. And we're so fortunate that people are want to take, uh, you know, and I think that was one of the points that attracted the audience the most because we've been so vulnerable and so honest about this and they're like dude don't worry let's do this like all together right and it's just a consistency plus accountability challenge the first time that we did it right like we did it us internally right and i always share this story i'm like and i ask people how many days do you think we lasted with the first 45 live so i'm asking you i, I don't think we've i asked you that question colton but how many days do you think we lasted Ooh, on the first 45 live yeah 
I mean, I want to say 45, but I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, yes, the answer is not 45. Why, why do you say you, you doubt that it was not 45? Uh, you know, us typically as us as entrepreneurs, we have such a good vision for things and like don't quite understand how much actually goes into it. So we're like, yeah, but do this. Let's go. And then. Holy cow, that took way more than I thought it was going to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. And, you know, part of the challenge was to execute without any friction, right? Because before that, we were trying to produce content and there was a ton of friction as in production friction, you know, cameras, lights, like editing, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. we're like, we need to be consistent so we can practice our message because, we, you know, we're following the words of Steve and Colton and we're like, we need to publish, we need to be out there loud. So how we can remove the friction to be consistent. And even though we removed all that friction, we lasted 15 days. 15 but guess what it's not it's not the reason that most people think we lasted 15 days is because we actually got business out of it we got traction right so even though we failed or we sampled at 15 days right we got massive results and we got probably the biggest client that we've ever had back then and it was a learning experience right and then we did again season two and same thing happened. It was like day 17 and Fonzie, because he was the one executing most of the processes at the time, he stopped because his capacity reached to a limit. And then I, I learned from the first lesson. I'm like, you know, at least one of us is going to finish it, right, for X, Y, Z. And all my videos were at 1130. So that sample of the first version, right, that we technically for some people is like we failed. We didn't fail. We succeeded. We, we, we thought it was going to take us 45 days to get some business. It took 15, right? But some people might see that as a failure because we didn't execute, right? We just take it as a sample. Then the next time we completed the 45 days, same thing, same results. And now we're doing season three, so we'll see what happens. But we're just collecting samples left and right to see where are those samples taking us, right? And, and, and you know, without those stories, I don't think we would have had the amount of people, the amount of traction with now people joining that program and, and doing the same thing, right? So we gather that feedback so we can then execute. And, and, and thank you for allowing us to bring this example because it's so valuable to people. You know, go back and see what you're doing. How are you taking action? What ideas are you, are you grabbing and executing? And then if you fail, that's just an indicator that you're going the right path. Like what is the next change you gotta do to continue on that path? So I, that's just a comment I wanted to make. No, not really a question. So yeah. uh, Fonsi is the one with smart questions, so. No, and, and you know, talking along the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Can I say like two things real quick? Oh, yeah. oh, you, you don't need to ask permission. You, you just jump in, Colton. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> no, you're good, no, you're good. Uh, so that whole smartphone business I did, everything I learned was from YouTube, literally. Mm. I YouTubed all of it and I was on forums. Like I didn't pay a single person to learn what I did. Yeah. And I, I, there's so much information out there. If you want to, if you want to know it, if you want to learn it, there's stuff out there or there's courses as well that have really freaking awesome stuff in it. And you can go there. Yeah. The second thing, the invisible ceiling. <clears throat> this one is a like, it's such a, I think about it all the time and I, a lot of people don't realize it's there until you bring it to attention. Um, Every, every one of us has that invisible ceiling where we're at. Mm. And we kind of operate underneath that ceiling until we get to until we get to max capacity to where that ceiling's at, then we start to break. It's the same with business systems. Um, if you follow Alex Sharfin, he talks about how every, you know, zero to 100,000 has certain ceilings. Uh, 100,000 to like 500,000 has certain ceilings and five to a million, then a million to three, then a million to, or to three million to 10. They all have that ceiling that you get to and you have to switch or change systems in order to break through that ceiling and get to the next one. Um, <clears throat> it's the same thing with us guys. Like I started with just a phone repair because that's like, that was my ceiling at the time. Yeah. That was where I was at, you know? And if I would have gone in and like, I'm going to start an Amazon. Like I, that's not my ceiling, you know, like that's way, way farther than where I'm at right now. Yeah. But I kept it to where my ceiling was. And all I did was keep pushing through. How do I get to that next level there? I didn't realize I was doing it, Yeah. but I was, and I'm like, okay, I've done this. I know I can do that. What can I do now? What can I, what can I do? That's a little bit farther. What can, where can I push it a little bit more? Absolutely. And as long as you're pushing that ceiling, it's, <sighs> it's, life will continue to open up. Yes. Absolutely. Is there a way to recognize like when you're hitting that, that ceiling, when do you think people can tell themselves like, okay, I need to push harder now? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of times for me, it's like, okay, I'm getting the same results for a while now. 
and I'm not really, I'm not progressing like I, I should. And this is another, this is one thing, this is another thing that a lot of us do wrong that we should just stop doing. Um, <clears throat> we go out and we try to learn everything mm. about what we want to do. And we just like learn, 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 learn without executing anything. Yeah. Um, oh man, that's so bad. Like I did, I started my repair business on the first freaking class. Like I didn't even wait to like learn all the rest of them. And by the time I got to the rest of them, I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. I've already like done that. I've figured it out. Yeah. You know? And I had, I actually had a teacher that would have me get up and explain things to the class because I was in the middle of it. I was doing it, you know? Yeah. And he's like, Colton, you're, you're running this. Like, does this make sense to you? I'm like, Oh yeah, totally. This is what I do. And he's like, come up here and tell us what you do. So I'd get up and like teach the class. Like, but but I'm in that class. Like I didn't wait to learn it. Yeah. I just started going and then I learned it as I needed to. Yeah. But that's the problem with a lot of us. We're just trying to learn, 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 learn. Yeah. yeah. Just go do the first thing. Take your first step. You've heard Steve say this. Take that first step. Yeah. Don't worry about the second step until you get there and just keep your eyes focused on the peak where you're heading to. Yeah. Just it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like there's a saying that is knowledge is power that I feel like lately with the, of course, the amount of information that's out there. A lot of people really believe in that. And to a certain extent, I do believe, yes, knowledge is power, but I think action on that knowledge, that's the real power, right? Where we're actually doing the things and, you know, getting our hands dirty and taking action, right? Because we actually came up with this theory uh, a few episodes ago. We call it the, the content learning paradox, if I'm not mistaken. And it is pretty much... You know, as you're consuming information, and this is something that I actually realized after looking internally, because I, I was that person that I'm like, I'm still kind of are that, that like, I love to learn. I'm like, oh, let me dig yeah. into this. And I just start investigating and reading, taking notes, everything, but not necessarily taking action. Right. So the content uh, learning paradox is imagine a graph. And you got one line going up consistently. And that is your knowledge. This is all the things that you're learning, right? And then there's another line, which is your motivation that starts going up as well as you learn. So as you're learning new things, you start getting motivated. You start, you know, envisioning yourself doing these things, taking action. And then you keep learning and learning and learning instead of taking action. And there's a point where knowledge and motivation cross, right? At the peak of motivation, that's the perfect moment for you to take action, right? When you have, you know, certain basis of knowledge and what you're going to do on your case, Colton, was I learned how to rep repair my phone. Now I'm going to take action, right? For us was now we know how to edit and repurpose content. Now we can take action of it. But in that specific moment, if we decide to just keep consuming information, or motivation starts decreasing. Why? Because we get overwhelmed. Now there's so much things in our head that we're like, man, this is so much. How can I do this? Right. And all these self-limiting beliefs starts popping up and you're like, oh, wow. Can I actually do that? Right. Or now your to-do list is a hundred items instead of one <laughs> item and your motivation, bam, just sink to the ground and you never took action. Right. So that is yep. the content learning I, paradox, I, something like that. I, 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 I need wanna, to check on the name. No, no, no. I just want to do this yeah. because I, I feel it's the first time I, I listen to you <laughs> wow. so clearly. <laughs> no, no, no. So so clearly you explained it right. And this is one of the things that, Colton, like, just so you know, like uh, as a backstory, like we, we've talked about this like in the past week often, where it's like your ability to produce content consistently allows you to share these messages and these lessons repeatedly so you can get them tight and, and better. And, you know, last week for us was about <clears throat> the publishing pyramid and now this. And um, you did a good job, Fancy. Appreciate good job. it. Thank you. Um, thank you. Hopefully it resonated. <laughs> no, it did. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Hopefully with everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay. So, so here's, oh man, I, I'm loving this com conversation. So <laughs> along your journey, like personal and, and, and with Steve, right? Because you guys have been doing, you know, your thing for, for a while now. And you've, you've taught a ton of people. Uh, you've inspired a lot of people to actually take action, us being one of those. And what have been some of the challenges? And, and after this, <clears throat> I'll, I'll share some of our, like our story on how 
we were able to actually finally take action. But like, what are some of the challenges that you've seen with, you know, your community, your students, your, the people that join your programs on, on that, on taking action and, and the difference between grabbing some traction and, you know, create that momentum, create those results versus the one that the ones that don't. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, interestingly enough. So in our, we have one, an MLM product that we teach stuff in and it's really funny. Like it's not an MLM. We just teach in the MLM industry. Um, but what's funny is like, I've gone in there and I, I would do a lot of lives with those guys. Mm -hmm. Um, and explain things and help people out in there. And Steve would, uh, did a ton of lives in there just trying to help people and help them, you know, be successful with whatever they're doing in their MLM. And uh, it's funny because it, it kind of translates. I see it throughout almost the rest of everybody else too in our following. Um, those who are successful literally just have a mentality of, I'm just going to get started. I'm going to start running. And I'll figure it out along the way. Like, teach me. I'll learn the things I need to as I go. Um, the ones who aren't typically successful are the ones who are like, I need to. I need to know everything. I need to understand everything before I can get started. And it's that same content curve that you were just talking about. Like, it's the exact same thing. Like, they're mm -hmm. like, oh, they're just getting so much content and so much knowledge, and they're learning so many things, and then they start to decline on their motivation. And it's the same thing. Like guys, when I started my, my repair business, I didn't even, I didn't even know how to start a, like an LLC. Like I had no idea. <laughs> like it was, I'm like, I don't know. I just started doing it under the table. Like, honestly, yeah. now I won't say any numbers or anything, but like I did it under the table for a little bit until I was like, Oh, I need a business license. Let me go get a business license. Yeah. Whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, it's funny how that works, but like, if I would have gone and like understood everything about the LLC, how to like set them up and how it all runs, like I would have never started it yeah. because I'm like, this is so much like, nah, just go out and test the market. Yeah. See if you get some people with it and then, and then figure it out along the way, like get it running. Yeah. Um, but it's so many people like, they're like, well, I just don't know if it can be successful in my area. And I'm like, well, it's not because you believe that it's not going to be successful in your area. It's not going to be successful. But then I talk to somebody else and I'm like, I can totally do this. And they go out and start doing stuff and they, yeah. they make it happen. It's, it's the same area, but it's just a different way to look at it. Yeah. I know that's no, no, no. I love yeah. it because earlier last week I saw a quote uh, from Elon Musk, right? I think he was like, he joined the club clubhouse rooms and he was like, he exploded the clubhouse app. And one of the questions they asked him was like, hey, what would you say to an entrepreneur that needs kind of motivation to keep going? And his answer was like, if I need to say something to motivate that person, uh, he's better off not being an entrepreneur, something like that. I totally butcher it, but, but that's the thing, right? Like the people that go out and execute, yeah. right? Like are, are the ones that are going to make the difference. And yes, I mean, this could cause X amount of arguments about, you know, motivation and people, blah, 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 you know, but, but at the end of the day, I mean, today, the amount of information that's out there available and the amount of social proof and proof of whatever you want to do, like you see success stories everywhere. I feel like if you have motivation, it's there for you, right? Mm -hmm. But if you don't take action and you don't execute, right, you're never going to get there. So at some degree, I, I totally agree with him, right? And we've been in both both ends, man. Like we've been like sitting there looking for motivation and we've had a very specific, you know, uh, thought process about motivation. Uh, but it was to take, take action, like take the event that you guys did. What was it? September, 2019 offer mind, right? Uh, at the time we came to you guys, we came to that event that year was completely bonkers for us, right? Like we January, we had a, such a hard time investing a hundred dollars to go to the 10 X conference. In, in Miami, right? We were driving our pants back from Miami and we we're like, man, we saw the billboard and we we're like, should we invest a hundred dollars mm -hmm. for like nosebleed like seats? I'm like, and we argued for like about four hours and then we're like, ah, oh, whatever, let's do it. Right. A hundred dollars. Right. And, and you know, I, yeah, it was, it was tight maybe at the moment, but we didn't see it as an investment. Right. And then, okay, we invested a hundred bucks. We go to the conference. We met some amazing people. We invested in other, in other programs. Like we invested in Jesse Itzler at the time, the build your life resume program. And it helped us big time. It helped us connect with a ton of people that were doing amazing things as well. Uh, and then it evolves. And then we invest in the one for now way challenge, right? Another a hundred dollars there. We met Steve 
uh, through that whole journey, right? Like, uh, I don't think I can't remember now exactly, but I think it was like a, a bonus for for the Offer Mind program that if we bought, then we will go to the event. So, oh no, no, he did. Uh, he did the, the, the live launch. The live yeah, launch. He did like the five days in a row, and oh, then if we would, oh, yeah. I, I think it was like an Offer Mind masterclass, and it, it came with a ticket. For, for the live event. Exactly. So so then that yeah. happens, right? And Fonsi's calling me like, dude, we should do this. And I'm like, how much is it? And, and I think it was like a thousand bucks each. And we're like, oh, you know, well, you know, we invested a hundred and we, we did the math and we got results. And, and we're like, okay, if we invest this, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help us take action, right? right? Because for us, it was very, very painful. Maybe we didn't have that money at the time. And it was like, okay, we're just going to have to come up with a way to, to invest it, right? So we did. And then we ended up, you know, we then we have to fly to Boise, which is in the complete opposite side of the the country for us we're in florida we're like okay how are we gonna actually afford that right and and you know along the way we figured out how to do this and for us it took it took form of you know you guys your event but i'm sure for other people listening that might take shape in in other events or other other stuff so we end up get, getting there the friday that before your event i quit my job like that was the last day uh, I, I was at my job i took literally you know a forty thousand dollar personal loan to be able to finance my next eight months to do business. And we're like, that was like probably one of the most scariest things in my life. But at the same time, my wife was fully on board. She's like, dude, you know, I believe in you. Go ahead, do it. Fonzie was there, you know, busting his bo his booty, working real hard. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's do it. Whatever, whatever happens, happens. You know, I'll assume many consequences. You know, most people are like, you're insane. You're crazy. Well, whatever. So we go there with, you know, $40,000 in debt, personal debt, right? And we get to this event incredible event so props to you guys it was it was the atmosphere was was amazing the people that you brought up was incredible right yeah. obviously along the lines of what we wanted and what we learned um and then you guys throw that offer for for your big event right offer lab and you know as you guys were talking about that offer we're like how how much is this right and, yeah, and we're trying to guess how much it was <laughs> and, and we're like oh man if it's like five grand no brainer like well you know i, I have some cash in there you know for my loan we just you know, reassign it, blah, blah, blah. Well, the whole thing, I think it was like 25 grand uh -huh. when you guys launched the offer. Yeah. They, they, like as as the pitch was going, we were like, there's no way. There's no way. Grand. They're like eight grand. It's like <laughs> 10 grand. It's like more than 10. What? Like, or mines. You, so you get an idea. Like we have never operated at that level before. We had never seen or invested in ourselves in such a level that for us, it was literally... Unthinkable. Yeah, unfathom yeah. unfathomable. I don't it's know if that's saying. the word. Yeah. But it, it, yeah, like it was just like, no way. Like this this type yeah. of investment doesn't exist yeah. if it is not for, for a car. <laughs> for, the, you know? for the elites, right? And we never thought in those terms, right? Yeah. And, and, and the reason I'm saying these yeah. numbers is because they meant so much to us. Like mm -hmm. for us, it was very unachievable, right? And I'm like, man. I, but by the same time, we saw the track record of the things that we did and the things that we invested. And because we took action, right? Because it was painful, that investment was like, man, like this is it. And, and I think I, I talked to it with Steven in, in one of the conversations that we had. It was like, we put ourselves between the sword and the wall, dude. Like if I don't move, like I'll die. Like it, legit, like we have to execute, right? So we recognize yeah. that if we put ourselves in that situation, we have to execute, right? So we went to lunch, like we couldn't eat because we were thinking about this thing, right? We come back and then, you know, Myron takes the stage and he said some some very powerful things, right? That, that is like in inside of us. That's what it takes, right, to take action. I remember going out and grabbing that form and at the moment I have, we have no idea how how we're going to pay for this thing, right? Like I was like, there's no way I'm going to put the 25 grand like right now because then I won't eat for the next eight months, right? And we had no, like we had somewhat of a business, like we had no proven like processes, like we have no team, no nothing. And then they go like, go find Colton, right? And I came to you and I don't know if you remember this moment, but I was like, dude, I have like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this. Your deep voice, call my brother, Colton. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I think it was like a, a two grand, uh, like first down payment. And then it was like a credit application to, to do the payment plan. Right. And I'm like, man, yeah. like even that was like so scary. And, uh, and you're like, dude, don't worry. We'll figure it out. Right. And, and it goes to what we've said it, like said before this, we'll figure it out along the way. And and for me, that was like a very hard moment. Like I think for Fonzie too, right? And we invested, right? 
But guess what? The difference was that we took action because the second uh, that investment was done, we're like, we need to pay attention. We need to execute because guess what? If we don't do it, then game over. And that's why, you know, we give credit to that experience because it allows us, it allowed us to take action every week, taking in the information, go execute, receive feedback, come back, right? And I think that's what a lot of people miss from a free program to a very high-end coaching program. Like, I think that's the difference, right? Because you could have very incredible, like free content, but if you don't take action, it's going to be the same result that if you invest a ton of money and you don't take action. Right. And, you know, yeah. you know, along the way, right. I think, you know, the promise was a funnel. We got our funnel, but I think I told you the other day, we haven't used that funnel because all the principles and the things that, that we, that, that we got by taking yeah. action, got us traction, got us momentum. And we found out what the audience wanted and it, we've been able to build a business. And now we have eight people, a team of eight people with us that are incredible that, you know, send fancy these amazing t-shirts and, and they execute every day for, for our clients and our stuff. And, and it's, the progress has been redonkulous. Redonkulous. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, so, you know, publicly, I just want to say thank you. Right. And, and then, I'm sure there's other investments and other coaches and, and so on, but, uh, you yeah. know, it, it summarizes the experience. Yeah. That, that event, just to add a little tad bit here, sir, Colton is the, that event just gave us so much confidence and, you know, it created this belief in us that it was like, you know what, like we can do this. And, and that, that's all it takes really is having I mean, you can find that belief yourself and confidence, but if you can find that environment, that community, a group of people that are going to be there with you and help you offer the support and accountability, right? Like there's nothing yeah. better than that. Now you're believing in yourself and you have someone else that is right next to you believing in yourself as well. Yeah. And that, that yeah. for us was extremely powerful. So yeah, I definitely second everything that my brother said, Colton. Thank you so much. To Colton, what's up? Um, what's awesome. Oh, thank you, man. <laughs> what's, a, what's a good, you know, recommendation, action point for people to get momentum, right? Like people that might be in this place of starting off, there's a lot of noise out there. They don't really, you know, how, how do they find that, right? Like what is something that they can do today to start getting those successes and continue to implement along the way? That's a great question. Um, for me personally, it's just a matter of, I don't, like I was saying earlier, I don't just learn everything and anything because it, it's overwhelmed, you know? Um, when I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm stuck in this place, I go to the source of who's the next best um, or who's the top of the top of that, whatever that And we either hire them or I find their content and I, I devour, devour their content. Um, and, you know, it's funny, you guys were like, you guys... At the, you guys said something about being at the event, how it changed your beliefs mm. and how it changed who you guys were to be able to believe that you mm. could do what you were able to do. Right. Um, why do you think we put testimonials on everything? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, and if you don't have testimonials on whatever you're doing, you are losing a ridiculous amount of money because you're not helping people see the, or change their belief mm -hmm. to, Hey, you know what? That guy did it. I, I could do it. I mean, if that guy did it and this guy did it and that guy did it, Dan Henry is like the best at this. Um, yes. If you follow his email, his email list, like Talk I remember when I first signed up for his Facebook ads for entrepreneurs like five years ago, um, I was like, I just want to see what this guy's about. Mm -hmm. I wasn't even interested in Facebook ads. Like I, it wasn't even on my radar, but I was like reading his emails and he was like, oh, check this dude out. He came in, had nothing. Did all this stuff and now he has six clients paying him like three grand a piece each and i'm like what the crap like <laughs> yeah you know, he just did all these testimonials and it changed my belief yeah. so much just watching that the um, i, I want to add to that like the pre-call because we we jumped on calls with his team to 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 kind of figure out the journey right uh the pre-call prep is incredible is that is literally a booklet full of testimonials on how they frame it mm -hmm. i think it's genius and yeah. we did not sign up to the program full disclosure then because first I, I don't think it was the fit for what we needed to do and take ex action then but yeah. i felt bad like i felt and i told yeah. Fonzie like i jumped off that call feeling bad that i didn't sign up and i was like 
Uh, before I jumped on the call because the objective was like to go through the process, right? And then if you're listening, I'm sorry, brother, but I'm sure we're going to work together and we're going to enjoy the yacht at some point together. <laughs> but it. but I was like, um, we went through that and I told Fonsi with all my heart, Mike, do not say no because it's not the focus right now. It might be yeah. later, right? But I feel so horrible. I jumped off the call. I'm like, dude, I feel so guilty from not signing up because the whole process was that. Like, it changed my belief along the way, and it's so powerful. So, you know, just adding to what you just comment, like what you just said, incredible experience too on that. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. let me let me explain a little bit about how how action happens. Yeah. Because um, I've I've I, I dive into this a lot, and I've ever since I was probably 20, 21 is when I, I learned this kind of framework um, that changed, literally changed my life. Uh, funny enough though, before that, I think I had naturally, I naturally was kind of a person that just saw things as I can do whatever I want. I can do anything mm-hmm. if I really want to. Yeah. Um, and there was plenty of things where I'm like, like I'm, I can't do that because there's no way I'm going to actually want, want to do that. Like there's no <laughs> way it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, because that does not sound fun, you know? Yeah. Um, but there was things I knew I could do and yeah. a couple quick stories. Uh, I remember I, my first paintball gun that I bought, like I had paintball guns before that, but I bought a brand new one. It's yeah. the first time I bought a brand new one. I was so stoked. I was like 12, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like all excited to get my new paintball gun. So I go paintball with my buddies and stuff. Yeah. And uh, it came in the mail. I remember the day coming home from school. It was at the front door. I'd waited like five grueling days of like shipping, you know, like, when is it going to be here? You know, <laughs> I get home from school and I'm like, it's here. I'm all excited. Um, the first thing I did was literally take it to my room. I opened it up and I disassembled the entire thing. Like it just completely took it apart. Like uh. <laughs> I just, I needed to know how it worked Yeah. because my thought was if I'm in paintballing and it breaks on me, I need to know how to fix it. Cause wow. if I don't know how to fix it, my day's over. Yeah. You know, it happens all the time. <laughs> So I completely disassemble it. No thought of like, am I actually going to put this back together? Just like, I can do this. I got it. Yeah. You know? And my dad walks in and he's like, whoa, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, I didn't, I need to know how it works. So I took it apart. And he's like, uh, okay, well, I hope you can get it back together. <laughs> and I was like, crap, maybe I don't know how to get it back together. You know what I mean? Like it didn't yeah. really cross my mind until then, but he placed that like doubt in me. Um, Funny enough, though, I was able to get it back together and I knew how it worked. But I'm like, man, I got that, you know. And pretty soon I was like, I would rebuild our four wheelers. Um, I would build four wheelers. Like, I, I just yeah, I just did that stuff because I'm like, I can't be that hard. Like, I can figure it out. And I learned a lot along the way that I didn't know and I had to figure it out. You know, it was wow. like, crap, I don't know what happened here. Yeah. You know, so like it was just a matter of I believed I could do things. So I did them. Yeah. A lot of people don't believe they can actually accomplish something, so they don't. Testimonials switch that belief. But here's why it switches the belief. Um, Every action we take is dependent on a belief. So all the actions you guys are taking are dependent on a belief or a principle that you guys have inside your head right now. And it's the same thing for me. What's cool about it is not all of my beliefs are correct. Yeah. And the moment you realize that not all of your beliefs are correct is the moment you realize, wait a second, should I be doing something different? Should I be thinking a different way? Should I be questioning this belief? Because most people go through life with whatever their parents taught them, whatever they learned growing up from their friends that didn't know anything. Um, That's true. That's the truth that I have. That is my belief and I'm sticking to it. But you're learning from broke people. Mm. And you're taking their true, their beliefs as true, but they're broke. So like, why is it, why, why is that actually a true belief? Now we all take the action based off of what that is. So funny enough, all of our beliefs stem from four basic human needs. And I'm going to, I'm going to go through this real quick. Yes. I think I've, I've maybe, I don't know if you guys saw this in the offer lab when I, I did a live in there one time, but I don't. I haven't done it live enough because it is huge. Um, <laughs> we all need to live, right? So when you see, if somebody comes at you with a knife or a gun, you're going to run. Like, you need to live. And your belief is, if I see somebody with a knife or some kind of weapon, I need to run. 
in order to live, mm. right? So that's kind of, that's the, ba- that's the number one basic. Um, to love and be loved is number two. If we're not loved and be loved, then, you know, that's going to be some hard life right there. Yeah. <clears throat> um, number three is to experience variety. Figure that one out. Mm. That's an interesting one. It's why we all wear different things. It's why we all have different stuff. That's why we like to experience different, just in general, different stuff. That's why I put a different t-shirt on every day. Yeah. You know, like variety. I can't wear the same thing every day. That's not, anyway. And then the last one, which is really interesting, is to feel important. Mm. And if you don't have that one, that one's actually a really big one. That one's a... If you don't have that, then you've got some issues or you're going to have a really bad <laughs> life. It's going to be hard, essentially. Yeah. Um, and that's why we all do different things we do so that we can feel important for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Now, all of these drive all of the beliefs we have in front of us. And I always talked about it as a belief window. You see yeah. the world through this belief window and you accept information in through the belief window. And on this window is etched all of your beliefs. Mm-hmm. Now, funny enough, so that that window is bridged to an action so when we have these beliefs if you believe x then you will do y Mm. does that make sense yeah if you believe something then the action will be blank but what the most important thing is the result we get from that action and if that action is going to meet all of our four basic human needs I can't even count four. <laughs> yeah. That action is going to meet all four of our basic human needs over time. Cause sometimes it meets it right then in the moment, but it won't meet it over time. Yeah. And so some people think, well, I need to, I need to meet it now. And that's why they lie or they cheat or they do something different. Cause they need it now, but they don't really care about the result down the road. Mm. So that's, that's a belief causes that action. Mm. Um, so funny enough, um, when you do, when you guys are teaching stuff or when you're trying to sell a product or a course, it doesn't matter what you're selling. If you're not changing the belief, the action will never be different Yeah. to come and buy. And when you attack actions, you never change the belief. So how do you change beliefs? Hmm. Do you guys, how would you guys change a belief? Stories, stories, yeah. Story. I mean, testimonials, testimonials, <laughs> testimonials <laughs> are that over other people. I feel like testimonials are, you know, obviously stories in, in in itself. And fun fact, one of the testimonials that actually helped a lot of case in Offer Lab was Jeromey's testimonial. Yeah, really. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Was, that was that's a good one. That was the drop that kind of helped. Yeah, know, overflow the cup, and we're like done. That's it. We saw him. Yeah. We saw his video and we're like, we, we identify really. And, and we told him that like in, in Offer Lab the first time we saw him, we're like, dude, Jeremy, thank you. Because the story that you told and, you know, and it was a story slash yeah. testimonial, right? It was both things. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. That one's a good one because he's like, this is, this is where I was at a year ago. Yeah. This is where I'm at now. And you're like, whoa, like in a year, like that's crazy, dude. Yeah. Absolutely. Super interesting. Yeah. So you guys say stories. Yes, stories are the way to change beliefs. But why do stories change beliefs? That's the group. That's the like, that's what I wanted to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you'll hear Russell, why like tell stories, change beliefs through story. Just always tell stories with the Epiphany Bridge script. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, read Expert Secrets. Yes. It's in there. Um, really good stuff. And the reason stories change beliefs is because stories are the basis of any belief. Now, the belief is attached, attached to a certain story. So in order to change yeah, that belief, you have to change out the story. Well, how do you change out the story? By telling other stories. But the thing is, is you can't just tell one story and automatically change it out and change that belief, right? Mm. It has to be powerful enough to change out the old story. Yeah. So in order to create a long-term memory, you have to combine knowledge and emotion. Mm. That's huge. Like so that. if you guys can find a way to create emotion in your stories, that is a greater emotion than the previous emotion, you can change that story, which will mm-hmm. then change the belief, which then changes the action. Mm. Interesting stuff. Huh? So like that was kind of 
that was kind of deep into it right there. That was good. Really, all you need to know is tell really good stories about how something did something for whatever your product is. And that can help change the beliefs for people that are following you to then take action. Yes. To buy. You guys just got the so, golden boulder bong. Uh, yeah. Again, once again. Okay, yeah. Once again. Yes. Uh, yeah. And if you're listening, go back and re-listen. I think it was like from the minute, you know, 53 on the audio. It's like the four core beliefs and then the whole explanation. I think that's just a masterclass on its own. So thank you, Golden <laughs> yeah. Dude. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no <laughs> this is definitely super, super valuable. We def we're going to have to clip this part and share it in the Content is Profit group. <laughs> so if you guys want to check out this part, just go and join the Content is Profit group. There. Dude, Colton. That's awesome. Um, thank you again, man. That's thank why you we for do events we, the way we do. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It, it, and it changes your beliefs, changes mm -hmm. your action. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, as, as you were saying this right now, like a, a thought up into my head that was, you know, there are, there are products out there and services that they sell you by aligning with your current beliefs. Right. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. the difficult part for digital marketers and people that sell services that are going to improve people's life, right. That, that they need the person to work in themselves to, you know, change something in their lives. Like, that's what makes it difficult. That's why it makes it a difficult space to go into. And honestly, probably not that many people succeed is because we're going against certain of certain beliefs that people may, might have yeah. at the time, right? We are trying to literally rewire, in a sense, some of their thoughts mm -hmm. and beliefs so they can perform better and they can do better and they can live in a better way, right? So it, it was interesting because in my mind, I was like, well, like, yes, there are businesses that they sell a lot, but are they actually making a difference, right? Uh, uh -huh. And by just yeah. aligning with people beliefs, and I'm going to give you an example. My brother recommended the book Hate Inc. not too long ago, uh, a few days back. So I've been listening to it. And it talks uh -huh. about how media does what they've been doing lately is just reinforcing a belief on a side right and just reinforcing it so mm -hmm. much so that's well first how they created uh, that environment yeah that it, it's, yeah. it's a whole a whole thing but again they're just reinforcing those beliefs yeah. and people just okay they, they just keep they going there because it's like oh it aligns with exactly what i think but in the space that we're, where we are right if we want to change those we want again people to have better lives and live their life at their fullest we need to change some of those core beliefs and that is a painful process. It's a difficult process. So it was interesting because I want people to think about that on, okay, am I actually telling the right stories or am I in the field where I want actually people to be better, right? Uh, personally, I think that's the field that we love to be in, you yeah. know, see people succeed yeah. and, and see people grow beyond what they currently are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oof. Wow, That's awesome. That was I love good. It, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, I can smell the, yeah, it's burning. So good. <laughs> so just so good. All right. Dude, Colton, I think this is my, my favorite question. Last question of the show is where will you guys be if you did not publish? Oh, man. That is, that is such a good question. <laughs> we would definitely not be anywhere near where we are now. That's just, that's just the truth. That's the way it is. Um, let me let me give you an example of how important publishing is. Um, we, for that product, that MLM product, we shut it down. We shut down ads. We shut down everything. Mm. Um, it's a thousand dollar product, and we completely shut it down. And it continued to sell almost a thousand dollars a day for a year. Wow! All because of publishing. Let me just reiterate that we published a ton before it got to where, before we even launched it. I think Steve published like 60 or 70 episodes on a podcast about him building the product and then published another, I don't know, I think there's like a hundred and something episodes on there and then stopped, like just completely cut it off. Had a ton of YouTube videos on there, yeah. um, created a ton of content for it and then just cold turkey stopped. And it continued to bring in almost a thousand dollars a day, literally like, without doing anything wow and that's i mean that's just publishing that's the way it was and honestly we our email list right now <laughs> i think uh with unsubscribes and stuff we have 
like over a hundred thousand people. Like it's, wow. it's a pretty big list. Yeah. Um, and we, we would not have near that much if we just didn't publish and have people joining our list because of the, the, what we published. Yeah. All it is literally every, every podcast, every, um, YouTube video, it all pushes to, Hey, go get this free thing or go get that thing. Just put in your email and you'll get it for free. And people all day long, like we get 30 people a day signing up for something new Wow! just because of content, literally just wow. because of that. So if we didn't publish, we would not have, we would not have that list. We wouldn't have a following. We would, we would not have pretty much any of this. Like it, it would yeah. be really hard, really difficult to do. Yeah. Wow. So well, yeah, just, just to give you an idea. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. and I hope, you know, if you're, if you're listening, if you're watching right now, start, like, go at it. Like, go be loud. Uh, we, we learned that from these guys. Uh, you know, I don't think we're as loud as we can be. Like, every day we work to to be louder and, and be present and, you know, add value to people's lives so so we can yeah. do this. So, Colton, this is one of the ways that, that we do it. And thank you so much for sharing your message yeah. and, and your stories, man. And, and if you're listening to this right now, we're probably halfway or somewhere in there doing the 45 Live Season 3. But if you want to be a part of 45 Live Season 4, because it's going to happen, <laughs> yes. please slide into the DMs at yeah. BizBrosco, Facebook, Instagram, or you can go and join the awesome content Content is profit group in Facebook. Ooh, we're we're going to be having a blast in there. Yes. Dude, Colton, where, where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? Uh, anywhere you want to send them? Yeah. I mean, if you want to find stuff we do with Steve, stevejlarson.com is a great one to kind of go through for the hub. Um, we've got, I just search Steve Larson. You'll find lots of stuff, especially <laughs> on YouTube uh, or podcasts. Um, there's some good ones there. If you want to find me, I'm typically just on Instagram. I really like Instagramming. Um, and I think my handle is just Colton.Woods. Pretty sure. We'll, yeah, we'll leave the it. links at the bottom. We'll we'll do some research in there. Make sure we get the right links. <laughs> yeah. We'll put them at the bottom. Everybody, please go check them out. All the links one by one. Open all your tabs in your computer and then hit follow on each one of them. Yes. Dude, Colin, like I said, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you want to add that we might have missed? No, I mean, that was amazing. I feel like I was able to get a lot out, and I enjoyed the conversation. You guys are freaking awesome and keep killing it. I love seeing your story. Thank you, Colton. Thank Thank you. you, We really appreciate all the value. And before we leave, I I actually want to add a little tangent here, a little (laughs) idea for your idea (laughs) repertoire, (laughs) you know? And it is that, Colton, you should start... One of those apps that tell you stories at night before people for to put people to sleep. I just I just read all these stories with your voice, you know. And dude, I think it'll be a hit. Just throwing it out there, but throwing you know, it out there. Everybody sleep? Is that what you're saying right now? No, wow, no, 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 no. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying the Shots tone, fired. the tone of your voice, you know, is perfect for that. Or you can set, you can pitch it to like Discovery Channel. And, and do their commentary <laughs> for for planet Earth and all that stuff. Boom! Because awesome. uh, <laughs> I, I think you know when I when we see you in in a week and a half or you know soon, uh, that idea has to be on the board. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Black Black Ops with that Black is like Ops. definitely <laughs> definitely doesn't align with the business. <laughs> all right, guys. With that said, awesome. thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at Beast Brosco. That is right. And if you find this episode impactful and you want to arm wrestle Colton, please (laughs) don't forget to share this episode and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Bye, guys.